0: We could root ourselves in the identity of what we are best at, or we could choose to root ourselves in who created us to be our best. There's a constant push and pull power struggle between expectation, progression, and achievement versus rest and recovery. So often we find ourselves emotionally and physically compensating, misaligned, and sometimes even broken. All because we aren't taught and we don't practice the one skill I tell you that today's podcast is with a star athlete, a William and Mary alum, someone who has ran almost a thousand races in her 30 years of track. I could tell you she's a personal trainer of some of our country's ultimate protectors. I could also tell you that she was the nutritionist and guru that flipped an invaluable switch in my own understanding of fitness, working out, and the value of being in the kitchen. But that would not sum up the identity of this joy-giving, passion-pursuing, godly woman of intentionality. You've heard it said before, though she be but little, she is fierce. This truly sums up this mighty wellness warrior, Jamie Dokowitz. Get ready, you're going to want to take notes on this one. We are all in pursuit of something more, wherever, whatever, or whoever your more is, I want to help you get there wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment. I learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's about the wholeness of our heart and the root of our joy. This isn't a fitness podcast. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy. This isn't confusing religious banter. This is a whole body health checkup focusing on the heart. This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shapers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories to wholeness. If you're one step away from achieving your idea of something more, tune in for practical, fun, and healthy ways to ignite yourself into even more. Welcome to the Fit and Faith podcast with me, Tamara Lee Andrus. There is no better time than now. Get I am so pumped to have you on the podcast um, for a multitude of reasons. Um, uh, this is Jamie Dakowitz, by the way. She has been kind of a bystanding inspiration of mine for many years. Um, she has been my only um fully paid individually personal trainer, (laughs) as I did it prior to that for many years myself. And then I was like, I'm not going to pay somebody to do what I already know how to do. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you that there is so much power behind that. It actually gives you such a broadened scope of your own ability, but also to have that mental checkout and not have to worry about it absolutely um, I've also just seen how you interact with people and a constant like light and joy that you have in your eyes whether you're at work or whether you're out with somebody. Um, And I've just really enjoyed seeing you operate, even from afar. Thank you. Um, We don't really have, like, an intimate relationship, but, Mm -hmm. you know, you know a lot of the same people that I know. We kind of run in the same circles. Um, And also just your fitness journey has been an inspiration to me as a young woman aspiring for similar things in that similar health-conscious family environment. So thank you in advance.
1: Oh, you're most welcome. I appreciate those compliments.
0: That's very sweet. Of course. Um, And so today I'm excited to just share with people um, and have you share kind of your own insight into like what fit and faith means to you. Um, Mm -hmm. But firstly, let's start in your wheelhouse and kind of just share what your fitness journey, how you are, where you are, what it triggered you to even start working out or what that means to you.
1: Okay. Um, Well, going way back, um, I would say I started um, not as a very competitive athlete. um, And actually, it kind of started in spite years ago when I was about 12 years old. Okay. I was in PE, middle school PE, and the PE coach used to separate the fast group from the small group based on gender. Stop it. So, so he would say, okay, the fast group, all the boys, line up, you know, go run the mile right. or whatever. So then we started asking him, we were, we'd say, Coach Will, like, well, what if, what if we're fast? Yeah. And then it became this thing to which we were staggered behind the boys. And so then it became, like, just this mission yeah. where we were like, no, let's try and see if yes. we can run with the fast boys, right. you know, and catch up. Um, and so that really. was what really kind of prompted me to to start delving into, How? like, a little bit of aggressiveness. Money. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was kind of... A spoof. Yeah. I mean, it was really just to really prove sure. someone wrong. Sure, sure. sure. <laughs> um, and then moving into high school, I joined the cross country team okay. um, to hang out with friends. Yeah. I didn't even. I honestly didn't even know what it was. Oh, wow. I was that person that was throwing up on the sidelines. <laughs> I was dead last. I was wearing a heart rate monitor. Just you know, just oh my ag- it was awful. It was awful. And so <laughs> I like so to share hysterical. that story because for most people that know me from this community, they know that I've been competitive for a yeah. long time, but yeah. the road was not an easy road <laughs> to <laughs> begin so with. Amazing. So yeah. So that first semester of freshman year was brutal yeah. and, um, and I just stuck with it. Wow. And so I know what it's like to be absolutely dead last yeah. in a, yeah. in a fitness, you know, in the fitness world. Yeah. Um, but I also know what, like how the persistence pays off. Yeah. And so it was a lot of off time as a high school athlete, just saying, okay, I, I kind of like this. Yeah. I'm not happy with where I'm performing, so yeah. I'm going to start dedicating some time. And then it just kind of evolved. So, so was cross
0: country like your only thing that you kind of focused on? In
1: high school, it was okay. cross country and track. Okay. I had previously done softball, okay. um, and I wasn't good at it. Okay. Um, I was an amazing strikeout pitcher because I had the slowest fast pitch. Nice, nice. <laughs> so, so I had lots of strikeouts because I had a really fast wind. Up, but an incredibly slow release, and I can strike people out. That's that cool. was like the secret weapon, but it was pathetic. <laughs> yeah, but it worked. One. So, so it was kind of a, just a, a, another a, another lucky yeah. a lucky thing. That's but awesome. once I moved into high school, that's when I started yeah. doing cross country and track, and then I progressed into college, yeah. and I ran for two years um, at William and Mary. Nice. And then it, I started getting into a season where it wasn't necessarily a positive experience um, in a competitive, in that competitive world. Yeah. And so I had to make a decision about whether or not I was going to continue to be on the team or whether or not I was going to stop. Yeah. And um, so I had made a decision that I was going to stop because yeah. I really enjoyed the sport. Sure. And I wanted to have it be something that was part of my life um, and and not just say like, okay, I'm going to you know stick it out for four more years right. and then... You know, right. never do it again. Yeah. So it became more about just being, well, an, you know, something that I like to do. But um, it's taken me probably, I don't know, the better part of 15 years to yeah. to dissociate from having that be my identity, mm-hmm. which is a really, really hard thing to come to terms yes. with. So, um, but so being a mom job. has helped me get those priorities straight. Yeah. And just, That's I think, good. just wisdom. Yeah. You know, learning that. Because when you do something competitively for such a long time, I think that you you can very easily distort um, your priorities. You put so much of your identity into performance. Mm -hmm. And then when you're not meeting those goals, whether they're Mm -hmm. realistic or unrealistic, um, then it can become something that can be negative. And so over time, it's taken a long time to figure out you know what kind of role that needs yeah. to have in my life and yeah make some adjustments so yeah absolutely it's interesting
0: because I mean you touched on so many things that I just want to like spitfire sure back at, yeah but I think um the thing that like probably set, settled the most is that like that unrealistic versus realistic goals mm-hmm. and I think so many people can resonate with that whether they're they've been an athlete whether they're into fitness or not mm-hmm. I think we tend to do that in so many areas of our life mm-hmm. and then whether it's a job that takes your identity or whether even sometimes motherhood takes somebody's identity mm-hmm. and they don't know themselves outside of their children and mm-hmm. I think there's a very much a value to both of those things. Oh. And while I think all of us moms are in that motherhood hat and like something we own so proudly because it is such a journey, at the same time we know that, you know, you're a standalone human being too mm-hmm. outside of your children. Mm-hmm. And sometimes especially going into adulthood and watching my mom experience all of her kids in that season, You know, she's not a representation of who me and my brother and sister are. Mm -hmm. She gets to be her own person Mm -hmm. while we get to be our own person, yet we're all connected. Mm -hmm. So I think it's really cool to see that you, that you had that time. Did it not really come until after you became a mom
1: that Mm -hmm. you had that identity check?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and some of it, and some of the things were, um, you know, things that were on my heart that were really becoming a distraction, you know, like not having a good race performance or something, and it really meant a lot to me. But then seeing how that affected my mood with my family yeah. and then saying, like, okay, this is preoccupying me over here. Yeah. And even though I might not be verbalizing it, like, I'm fixating on that or I'm focusing on that, and really it's depriving me of the joy in the moment and just so kind of true. being mindful of where I need yeah. to be. Yeah. Um, so it was. So it's true. been a good shift. And yeah. sometimes – it's hard to figure out where you land because sometimes it's easy to kind of like want to slide back into those roles yeah. of, I mean, you, can, you just can become easily distracted yeah. in terms of where you want to remain rooted in yeah. your identity. And yeah. so it's there's wisdom true. in that, there's you know, so and there's, it's, 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 it's a that. huge journey, yeah. you know, and it's, and it's constantly yeah. evolving. But, yeah. um, but I think it's an important one, yeah. um, especially because I think that because we're so the world is just so demanding for, um, you know, progress and progression Mm. and esteem and recognition Mm. and stuff Mm. that it's easy to get on those bandwagons of just trying to be recognized or, you know, and so to be able to come to a place where you can be joyful and content in what you really want your identity to be rooted in. Um, I think that there can be a lot of peace when you can get to that place that says like, Regardless of my work performance or my athletic performance or my performance as a parent, yeah, yeah, you know what you choose to mm -hmm. be grounded in, I think is is the key to being overall overall um, in a joyful state. I totally agree. mm -hmm. So that's
0: really, I mean, I feel like it's so good because every time I see you, and I said at the very beginning, like I always felt that there is just such a sense of peace about you, and I feel like when you know who you are and your identity is recognized by yourself. And then even within like your family, that nuclear family unit, because outside of that, you know, there are lots of varying factors. Um, but for your husband to recognize that for your kids to know who you are Mm -hmm. and for you to praise all parts of who you are is such a cool space, which allows that joy to just naturally exude.
1: Mm-hmm. It's yeah, really it's cool. it's it's definitely a process. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> Some days you feel like you uh, yeah. haven't, and other days yeah. you know. Yeah, because yeah, just...
0: you're and you're still competing currently, mm-hmm. right? I am. Okay, so I mean, do you even have a tally of how many races you've ran? That'd be such a cool thing to like really think on. Um,
1: well, I know, like, I'm getting ready to do the Allen Stone Run Swim Swim Run, Ooh, really and nice. I think it's going to be their twentieth. And okay. I think I've done it seventeen times now. That's just one race. What I mean, race? it's probably been. I don't know. Hundreds. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's been hundreds. Maybe you know. not closing
0: on it thousand. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's been a lot. Especially for
1: meets. I mean track meets in and
0: of itself at one yeah, season. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, It's been, be really... it's
1: been, um, so I'm coming into 30 years of competing, right. you know, in basically running or in, in um, uh, triathlons yeah. or something like that. What's so. like your
0: favorite one to choose from? Oh
1: gosh. Um, Well, I would say there's a couple favorites. Um, I've had some races where I've been able to do it with my brother, and he and I are really close, and and he doesn't live here. So, like, when we get to do something together, that's always a really special bonding time. This year for the Allen Stone, I'm going to do it with Team Hoyt, and I've done it before pushing the jogger for running, but this is going to be a big stretch because I'm actually going to swim. Um, you know, pulling a child in a boat. Wow. And so that wow. is an open water swim. Wow. So that's definitely yes. out of my comfort zone. Yes. But that's why I'm choosing to do it. Wow. So <laughs>
0: Yeah, because you can, just like you said, you get in the normalcy of things. Even racing becomes normal. Like, you mm-hmm. lose the jitters. You, you're like, all right. Like, you expect the most maybe from yourself, but at the same time, you're like, the pressure's off. I'm yeah. doing this because I love it. Yeah. But here to put yourself even outside of your comfort zone, do something that you love, but mm-hmm. also... There's that huge element that you're giving back. Yes. And oh, that absolutely. Makes it just. So oh yeah. Cool. There will
1: be major tears. Oh, you know. My you'll gosh. be. It'll be very very challenging, but yeah. knowing that you're doing it and enabling somebody else to race is it. just going to so be really cool. really powerful. Now, do you get so, to practice? With yes. Oh okay. yes. You get to practice. Uh, did you?
0: Do you get to practice even for um, racing, like regular running?
1: Uh, no I, okay. no. Um, in the past, I've just shown up, and, you know, okay. and done yep. and done the um the jogger yep. that way. But the, for the swim, they do require that yeah. you practice ahead of time. That's so six. I'm actually starting my first practice this Saturday, wow. which I'm really glad. Yeah. Um, so, and I was joking around saying, are there infants available? <laughs> <laughs> I like, the Am I going to have someone of- that's larger than me in the boat? You know, but but anyway, that's it'll so be, true. it'll wow. be fun. Wow. So wow. yeah, be really and it'll be a good community of people. Totally. And, that's going to so. be so
0: much fun. I didn't even realize that they could do that. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So
1: they have you escorted with yeah. lifeguards to make sure, sure that everybody Safe in the boat, and yeah. then you and then you do it with a partner, that's but you wear so a harness cool. and then you swim. And so it's partner on, partner off. Like or I'm not exactly sure. T- I'm like not sure if you're swimming together. at the same time yeah. or if you're if you're taking turns. I'm not sure, but I'll find out on yeah, Saturday. So <laughs> to ask because that's so
0: interesting. Yeah. So I wanted to to shoot back to the beginning. I had talked about one of the ways that like we kind of connected, mm-hmm. and my mom had been training with you for a while prior. You obviously had a relationship with my dad since he worked at the at the gym with you. Um, but I had this intrigue after I had my second child. I knew that I just needed like a kickstart mm-hmm. and I have always been very body conscious because my dad has always, and my mom both have been both very athletic and, um, working out since before I ever remember doing it. Plus gymnastics puts you in that mindset of your own individualism. But I I remember after having kids, obviously, our bodies take on a whole new element. Mm -hmm. Um, You have the self-conscious pieces, which I surely struggled with, um, with my husband, who was like a rock star at the time. I'm like, why do you have to get in the best shape of your life when I'm getting, (laughs) uh, having a baby? I used to say getting fat, and that's, Horrible (laughs) because that's totally not what it is. You're giving life and creating life inside of you. Such a blessing. But he did like, he did no drinking when I was pregnant, which. That's awesome. Most people use it as like a DD. That was his own thing. People think I forced him into it, but I swear I didn't. <laughs> and then he also chose, like, I think he chose to go paleo for the first time at oh that my gosh. time. And so this was, you know, five years ago, and most people didn't even really know or do. That wasn't a fad at the time. Mm-hmm. Gary's always been kind of ahead of the curve in his, his athleticism and nutritional intake. And I'm like, come on, I want all <laughs> the carbs right now. We would go out to eat this is a side story, but we would go out to eat. I specifically remember going to Waterman's. I ordered a crab cake sandwich with the bun and fries. Mm-hmm. I got up, I went to the restroom and I came back and my food came. I had a crab cake sandwich. I still have the bun with broccoli. And I'm like, I didn't order that. he's like, yeah, you did. I'm like, nope where are my fries like oh well I felt like you would feel so much better afterwards if you ate this instead because you're always so full you never finish your food and this is like it's good for you it's good for the baby and I was about to come across the table I'm like who are you and he's like if you eat all of that and you still want your fries we'll order them and I'm like I feel like a five-year-old yeah and Give me fries or we're not going home together. It's pretty much how that's going to work out. So we always joke about that story. And to this day, I remember eating my food and he's like, so are you so hungry? And I'm like, no. He's like, are you thankful? No. I wanted fries. Next time I'll order it without you there. Uh huh. So funny story. But anyway, so had the baby, knew that I needed to like get back into the gym Mm -hmm. and having Done personal training prior to and really enjoying it um I was exhausted from being mm-hmm. a mom mm-hmm. and i didn't have the mental capacity to even think about preparing anything for myself. Mm-hmm. We made our own baby food, I was nursing almost two babies because one was still in diaper. It was just bananas timeframe. And Gary said, like, this is for you. Mm-hmm. Go and do it. So having that time with you and feeling such a crazy transformation, you approached fitness in a way that I had never been introduced to. Mm-hmm. So I'd love for you to, like, kind of share what that is and how it's different than what I feel, honestly, 99% of people get People do. Mm-hmm. And then – I can share a little bit about the results that I had during that time frame. Okay,
1: sure, absolutely. So I wish that I had the magic capacity to be able to allow someone to spend an hour or two once or twice a week with me and then just have these transformations that occur. But realistically, yeah. there's so much more that, um, that affects your body mm-hmm. and, and, and how it, um, responds to exercise that happen outside of the gym. And so I feel like I have a responsibility to share all of those tips. Yeah. So to give you the total package because as a new mom, for example, you're sleep deprived. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I knew that we had to hit some of those wellness topics and make Mm -hmm. sure like, how is your hydration? How is your sleeping? Realizing that it's interrupted sleep and trying to maximize, you know, what you get, you Mm -hmm. know, so that you're getting good quality sleep. So I really like functioning more as an educator and I have that background. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a third grade teacher prior to becoming a personal trainer. And I think that that just kind of becomes part of my role. Um, you know, even today I was telling clients, Hey, I'm going to be sending you a podcast about the quality of sleep. I really Mm -hmm. want you to, you know, to listen to it. Um, you know, as part of your homework, just because I think Mm -hmm. that the more educated people can become about taking care of their bodies, then they get the most bang for their butts. So Um, true. Um, so sleep is a huge factor. Obviously, yeah. hydration, yeah. but the quality of nutrition is just so critical. Yeah. And it's a, it, you know you you'll see people whose bodies don't change, and they are spending a tremendous amount of time at the gym. Yeah. And and really, what you choose to put into your body—yeah, um, good, bad, or somewhere in the middle—has yeah. has probably an even more profound um, impact than people might realize. Um, and so over the years, it's been you know, definitely trying to take people and having them achieve their goals yeah. related to the outside, but yeah. also realizing this is a total package I deal. Yeah. So, you know, being mindful of <clears throat> the body in terms of appreciating rest. And mm. that means, um, learning how to recover correctly, yeah. Yeah. stretching. Absolutely. So things, you know, as things have evolved for me personally over yeah. the years, I try to, help people learn along the yeah, way. Yeah. And I certainly um, don't I, I don't shy away from being honest about... I've made horrible mistakes. Yeah. Um, you know, just things that I thought were the right way or that, you know, I needed to do more of this to be successful mm-hmm. or I needed to work out more to yeah. look a certain way. And instead, yeah. quite honestly, sometimes it was doing the complete opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so trying to look at the body on the whole. Yeah. Um, and then just... I think that it's really important to try and see the individual, see what's driving their goals, yeah. um, see where their strengths are mentally as yeah. well as emotionally, and mm-hmm. try to just be open. Mm-hmm. To people share a lot when they're yeah, they when they when they're training, whether it's in a small group or individually. Yeah, to try and just be a positive influence. Yeah, um, and it certainly doesn't mean trying to. Um, have unrealistic expectations or walk around, you know, like I'm, like I, like I have all the answers. Yeah. But at least just be open to yeah. questions. Or yeah. if I happen to notice something about someone, maybe ask a few questions yeah. to try and be a support. Yeah, that's really um, good. So it's it's a multifaceted job. It's yeah. much more than just yeah. exercise. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot of depth there, and I think that's to do really a good cool. job. Um, it requires just kind of hitting all those wellness topics. And a lot of that is emotional and a lot of it is spiritual. And and spiritual can mean different things to different people. And so just being uh, respectful of that and trying to um, just give people space to be able to share what they want to share or ask questions without necessarily forcing something. my own personal beliefs on someone else. But um, I think that's why it's been so positive yeah. um, just because I could be a drill sergeant all day long, but yeah. sometimes people need, or most of the time, people yeah. need a lot more than that. So true. Um, so if, if somebody can walk away and they've learned how to take better care of their body, yeah. um, then, then that's a win for me. Yeah. And then all the other stuff kind of just naturally happens. Sure. So if you can teach good habits about eating and yeah. sleeping... yeah. And then that kind of makes my job a whole lot easier because then they're seeing the results of taking care of their body as a temple. Definitely. And then when they're with me, then it's just gravy. Yeah. So if they, you know, if they've stayed up late and they've watched TV or they've been out for a night drinking and then they come the next morning, like their performance isn't going to be nearly as good. Right. And so it doesn't take, it doesn't take a lot of conversations to say like, okay, well, when you're well hydrated and you're well rested, like your performance in the gym as well as in your home and in your workplace is going to be better. It's just about making choices. It's so So true. And it's it's not an easy thing to do.
0: And that's, like, I think why some people from the outside looking in could view the way that you've approached your health. Like, she's just, you know, her DNA is good. Her genetics are Mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. Like, that's amazing that she can do that. But it takes effort. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of energy. It Mm -hmm. takes a lot of mindfulness. Mm -hmm. And – I know from my own experience that it's not just that physical transformation, Mm -hmm. like without having that mental, emotional piece in there. And for me, without having that spiritual place, that's the whole concept of fit and faith is this mind, body, and soul alignment Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. you need all three to feel and be your best version of yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, So often I feel like people come to the gym and it's a a release, which is amazing. It's Mm -hmm. good for you. The endorphins kick in, all of the components that happen within our body. But then there's that, that spiritual place and that, that mindset of why are you doing it? Mm -hmm. And I feel like I did it in vain for a while Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until, and even after having kids, I did it in vain because I was like, oh my gosh, I need my pre baby body back. Mm -hmm. Like I want to be back in a bathing suit right now. Mm -hmm. And I, it took me so much more and kind of coming into owning myself as a mom, Mm -hmm. as having a mom bod or whatever Mm -hmm. that means to different people. But I feel most fit in my entire life when I started that journey with you. Mm -hmm. And recognizing that it wasn't about being the fastest and Mm -hmm. it wasn't about doing the most reps Mm -hmm. and it wasn't about showing up to the gym even the most. Mm -hmm. Um, I've really learned that if I go four times a week, like most people are like, you have to do six, you have your day of rest. If I personally go four times a week and I know every amount of what's going into my body from that nutritional standpoint and I'm getting the rest and the hydration, I feel great. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like I'm going over the top and I don't feel like I I feel sluggish if I do less, Mm -hmm. honestly. Um, So I just I love that when I came to you. It wasn't about speed and mm-hmm. it wasn't about rep count. Like you would say, do ten push-ups. I'm like, what in the world? Ten push-ups? Like I could do a hundred push-ups, mm-hmm. but are you doing them right? Mm-hmm. And that is where the mental game really kicks in with how you present the physical component of how you train. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really cool.
2: Oh well, thank you. Yeah, it's yeah.
0: it's different and what people aren't used to. I mean, mm-hmm. you watch Shanti, and I am all for Shanti. He's awesome, mm-hmm. but it's. Speed And it's, okay, we're going to do 20. Ready to go. And you do it over. And you do it over. And you do it over. So how did you learn? Like what techniques did you learn? What schooling did you do or whatever in order to, to really address that component? Because obviously running, there's a speed component to it.
1: Sure. So... Uh, Form is just um, is, is paramount. And the, and the reason why is because if your form is crummy, yeah. then you're basically repeating mm-hmm. poor movement patterns. And so then the brain remembers that. Yeah. And then so it's like, okay, if I turn my arms out when I'm doing my push-ups, for right. example, and then I'm starting to recruit muscles that I shouldn't, yeah. Yeah. then the body gets used to that wow. um, and you start to compensate. And yeah. so I've really tried to um, improve the amount of continuing education that I've had in mobility. Yeah. Um, I watch a lot of videos um, from physical therapists cool. um, like Kelly Starrett, mm-hmm. um, Mobility Wad, those types of things, cool. just trying to look at alignment issues, yeah. making yeah. sure that you're recruiting the correct muscles. Yeah. Um, Most recently with with the groups that I've been working with, we've been doing a lot of glute activation. Cool. And they call it butt stuff. Yeah, of course. And, um, (laughs) of course, we have lots of silly jokes about that. But one of the things that we've kind of had to take a step back from is some of those exercises aren't necessarily super glamorous. They're not the deadlifts. They're not the big squats. You're not in the rack. You're not necessarily burning a lot of calories. Yep. Much like how stretching is, where it's like it's the unsung hero. So so in doing like the glute activation activities, for example, that's doing a lot of the almost like the Jane Fonda type movements or things with bands and stuff. So the heart rate is lower. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you do it correctly, then what ends up happening is you really start to work on those stabilizing muscles so that in turn, everything else is functioning properly. Yeah. So even just over the last couple of weeks, even though I've been saying this is going to help reduce uh, injuries and it's yeah. going to help your low back and it's going to help develop your core strength. I think that people are really now just starting That's to see awesome. the fruits of the labor because what they're finding is they're saying like, wow, I had no idea that I could have that much more power doing my squats once I first did those exercises wow. beforehand. And so it's starting to like place these little seeds yeah. of saying like, okay, we've got to dial things back. Like, yes, the burpees, the explosive movements, the plows, those all have a really important place and are really great in a fitness program. But sometimes it's those small things, the things that are with light light reps or light weights are really the things that help make you need that brain and body connection and um, slowing people down to really, really think about what they're doing and why Mm. they're doing it. Yeah. Rather than just trying to go through the reps, you know, yeah. as rapidly as possible. So yeah. emphasis, I mean, the bottom line is just emphasis on quality versus yeah. quantity. Yeah. Um, and then just also, you know, that ties into as as we get older, mm-hmm. we have to be a lot more conscientious about what we're doing with our bodies right. to maintain right you know, well-balanced muscle groups. Yeah. Um, and then just making sure like that, that mobility and that flexibility is there.
0: Yeah. So it's interesting. Cause I remember coming back and it was early in the morning cause the kiddos were still sleeping and Gary would be like, how was it? And I was like, I don't know. I didn't sweat. It's so weird. I just thought it was so weird. The time I would spend with you in those first couple weeks. But then I started seeing that transformation Mm -hmm. very quickly actually. Mm -hmm. And that's because I, you know, I hadn't had done really done anything for three years between my two babies. And I, it finally clicked and I could never understand it. I would watch you in the gym. And I'm like, I don't get what she's doing but look at her body like that's insane <laughs> and so now you know i'm around um Jeannie landis who was on the podcast previously have you guys ever connected Mm-mm. oh man y'all would get along so well she's incredible but she does um practices flow mobility oh okay and so that's kind of she had fit lab okay familiar with Uh that so oh man i have to connect to get to love each other so she she really was the next person who kind of took me on that journey of what does this mean to like have get into a flow state Mm. and that flow space is more less about the body though the body has something to do with it it's more that mental space and that heart alignment Mm. to what your body is doing at any given time Mm. um i remember gary again coming home he would take uh he would like Hey, try this, try this exercise. And it was like holding a teacup and you would start up at the top and the people on the podcast can't see this, but the people live can, and you would have to never break the teacup the teacup can't fall on the floor. And so you're really engaging so many pieces of your body. And that was the summer that Gary got in the best shape of his life was going to fit lab and doing these silly exercises. I again, he always takes the curve before me. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what are you doing? Ridiculous! (laughs) And he would be like sitting in the most awkward positions. And we would be having like deep conversation. He's like bringing his knee to his chest and like flexing his thing on the on the kitchen table I'm like can you not do that right now and I'm throwing him under the bus so much he is amazing and has literally been like a little guiding light for me through so many things but I think it's important to have those people and if we can just recognize that they're like the differences in each component of fitness oh yeah and and take what helps oh yeah because it's it's across the board you're going to something's going to be great and work for this person and it's not going to work for you but when you hit 40 you hit 50 you hit 60 your body doesn't jump like that and mm-hmm. i've already noticed that with like tuck jumps I'm like, I just don't want to do that. It actually hurts my mm-hmm. body. And what's what am I trying to engage? Okay, I'm trying to engage lower ab. Well, I can do that doing this. Mm-hmm. And so adjustments in that. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. And I want to like kind of pull it back into the other realm of not just body, but that mind and oh, spirit yeah. mm-hmm. is all these things you said. You know, form is paramount. Um, poor movement patterns and what that looks like, how we compensate, how our alignment is. Mm-hmm. All of those things happen so much in our life from a job perspective, from mm-hmm. a relationships perspective, from how we mother, mm-hmm. um, how we literally approach life. And there's that that speed component. Oh, yeah. And we're so fast. Mm-hmm. Everything we do is fast. You hear the microwave society mm-hmm. and what we expect out of things in such a short duration of time. It's just like when I came to, and I'm like, I'm not even sweating. Mm-hmm. Why do you need to sweat? Mm-hmm. What is the intent of that? Mm-hmm. Sure. It's great. It feels good. But do you need to do it six days a week? Mm-hmm. Likely no. Mm-hmm. And that's the other end of the fork. And that's the same way as if we're waking up doing nonstop mm-hmm. from the time we wake up to the time we go to sleep. There's mm-hmm. no rest. Mm-hmm. There's no recognition of your body being this temple because mm-hmm. you're just utilizing it so heavily mm-hmm. that you're now broken. Yeah, absolutely. On so many levels. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy how it's all connected. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I feel like from a spiritual place that like God did that so intentionally mm-hmm. to teach us, to show us and give us mile markers in our life like, "Hey, you need to slow down." Yeah hey, here's another red flag. You need to slow down. Mm -hmm. And we so often just zoom right past them because we are on a race, because there is this expectation of perfection. There is this expectation of achievement. And at what point, what part of your life do you get so broken, so misaligned Mm -hmm. that you're like, okay, I've got my white flag now. Mm -hmm. I'm waving it and now I need help.
2: Yeah. As women, we take care of ourselves last and often forget to take a time out to put ourselves first. Without our own refueling time, how can we expect to operate on empty? You need a mental rest. You need an emotional reset. You need physical nourishment. You need spiritual hydration. The time is now. The moment is yours. And the opportunity awaits. Come to the Women's Wholeness Retreat, an oceanside experience for a full mind, body, and soul detox and development experience. A space to be free. And a time to reignite yourself into better balance. Sign up today. Take the action towards your intended wholeness. Hope to see you there.
0: And so, like, what advice would you give people from those perspectives of, like, how to, to take it slow and to, to really be in touch with that, that each component of yourself when you're in a physical.
1: Well, I think that just like you said, that it's really easy to become distracted and be, you know, in the rat race of life. So from like starting within the home, yeah. Um, I think that it's really important to, you know, start your day you know, being intentional, being intentional with the people that you love and that you care about. Yeah. Um, It's easy to shuffle the kids to get them ready, you know, to get them ready out the door, uh, to run around. It's even, even when you have the best of intentions. And so, you know, I think just trying to look for those places where you can stop and pause and appreciate similar to how like you had to figure out and it took time to appreciate like those things that didn't necessarily involve a ticker tape parade mm-hmm. in the gym the same thing applies at home like those sweet moments of having conversations you know before you go to bed with your husband making time uh, you know, for each other, or uh, making adjustments to your schedule to walk your kids out to the bus, or to pray with them at the bus stop, or you know, to look them in the face. Yeah. Or we had my husband and I had had this kind of funny conversation, this frustration with our oldest son who's yeah. 14 now.
2: Yeah.
1: How at the end of the night, it's almost like he's reverting back to this toddler like behavior of wanting to tell us. Everything under the sun after nine o'clock at night. You know, where you know, with me I get up at ten to four. Yes. So I'm I hate to say it, but I'm 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 hustling everybody to go to bed. I wanna go to bed, so I want them to go to bed. And so this frustration we were finding is that it would be, you know, after nine and he would have finished homework and showered. And then as he's unwinding, he wants to come in and talk to us about things ranging from his music interest to playing the guitar to soccer, you name it. And on the one hand, you just want to be like, just go to bed. You know, nice. but to, but then to just really be reminded yeah. that it's awesome that our teenager wants to connect uh, yeah. with us, and yeah. for a boy to be you know wanting to verbalize that much, yes, um, you know, with his parents, we've got to savor that time. Yeah. So, so a lot of times it's just. It's taking time um, to disconnect. Um, My husband does a really great job of grounding me. And and basically, because I'm the Energizer Bunny of the family and (laughs) he's not, he is very much a good... Um, solid person that, and he has plenty of energy, but he's he's always reminding me before I crash and burn because I will just go and I will crash and burn. So So that's one of the things that I think is really dynamic about our relationship is if you have, whether it's your spouse or a friend, someone that you love enough and that loves you enough to say like, Hey, you know, I love you. I love all of your energy, but you've got yeah. to chill out. So, you know, true. you need to take that pause. Yeah. You know, or maybe it's a friend or a girlfriend yeah. that that can be very straightforward with you. Yeah, um, to just say like, I love you, but I see that you are running in a million directions, yeah. and less is more. Yeah, um, and there there are a couple people in my life that are that person for me, sure. and there's a couple people that I can be, you know, for. For them mm-hmm. as well, yeah. um, which I'm grateful for, yeah. but I just think that it's countercultural,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and that we are running on this hamster wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but I think that there's just so much sweetness mm-hmm. that can be found in stepping away, yeah. um, and I'm you know. I'm as guilty as anyone else, you know, in terms of getting caught up, um, you know, but I do think that just like we appreciate the things like we said about getting back to core work or getting back to those things that are the less glamorous things. Yeah. Um, and so sometimes that means setting limits Yeah. and, but I do think that, you know, when you can come to appreciate those things, that it's a really, it's a really good thing. That's really mm -hmm. awesome.
0: I hope my 14 year old when he's 14 does that. That'd be amazing. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. It is.
1: It is a very cool place to be. Um, the boys they still want to snuggle yeah. um you know yeah, my absolutely. my 11 year old you know and and again like I, i'm going to be very honest there are many nights when it's like i just i just yep. want to get to bed or let's hurry this along yep. you know and it's hard cuz you're just thinking about what's the next thing i have to do well, yep. I still have to finish the dishes yeah. and i still have to prep the coffee totally. and then he says well i want extra snuggles and then and then uh. you have to i'd be honest if i said if there wasn't that yeah. part of me inside that has to like really will myself to yeah. say like linger here, yes. you know, and there's a lot of sweetness so and lingering, true. but yeah, it definitely takes yeah. thought. Yeah.
0: It does. <laughs> but, you know, you know? It's, and that's where like, I feel like if we just were more perceptive to what is being said and what is being done around us mm-hmm. on a consent and continual basis, whether it is in the job setting, whether it is in the home, whether it is, if you're out with your friends, All of these little, like, words are left, and in that word lingering, especially, like, my son, for instance, this morning... And you're convicting me as you're saying this. The busyness is on Thursdays. I have to be at work early in the morning, and that extra thirty minutes shit like shifts the entire day. Mm-hmm. It messes everything up. Mm-hmm. We're always quote unquote late, and I, I can't stand it. It drives me bananas. Mind you, he's exhausted. They had field day yesterday. He's still sleeping, and I come in guns blazing because I got things to accomplish. And I'm like, okay, buddy, like get on your clothes. Let's go to work. Let's do this. I'll take you by you know Dunkin' Donuts in the morning, and we'll go to go to school so I'm using a bait Mm -hmm. to make him go faster Mm -hmm. it's not working we also have to like dedicate something to his teacher and there's like so many things happening in life that yeah sure you have to get it done we're about to go out the door I just helped him tie a shoe I didn't celebrate the fact that he was trying to tie his shoe Mm -hmm. which I should have and I'm thinking about it in my head but I'm also thinking about the other things I'm like we gotta go okay really good but let me just finish it for <laughs> you you know and then at the same time he kind of had a little bit of a breakdown because he's more, more emotional well actually they're both emotional but him specifically it's more dramatically emotional mm-hmm. and he was like I'm not going to school and like walks away and I'm like oh my gosh now I'm gonna be another 10 minutes late I get him in the car. Daddy gets him in the car. And I'm like, you know what, buddy? I'm really sorry that I made you feel rushed this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Mommy doesn't like days like that. I know you're just tired and you're resting and you're sleeping in. But, you know, two more days and you're going to get to sleep in the rest of the summer. And I think it's really important for us to recognize in front of our children when we get it wrong. Oh, sure. And I have the same exact thing at night when I'm, he's like, Wait, you're leaving? Won't you sleep with me? Won't you fall asleep with me? Won't you? And he says same thing, like, cuddle bug. Or he's like, come here, my little snuggle. And I'm like, okay, snuggle him. And then I'm like, okay, sleeping. I'm going to sneak out. Wait, you're leaving? And I'm like, oh, he's did so many things. So I really love that word, linger. I think that there, isn't there a song just yeah, like a, yeah like a plan, it's more set
1: this is I, the, the cranberries or something <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: awesome. I'm totally gonna make that the intro <laughs> so, <laughs> Linger it's just such a beautiful word and I think as a society there's the word rest especially from this the standpoint of faith. like biblically we're told to rest so often. we're told mm-hmm. to be still and know that I am God like just to to really stand in that space. And yet on every other front, we're, tr- we're told to do something different. Mm-hmm. Our bodies want to keep moving. I want to sweat. Mm-hmm. But if, well, just if you just linger just a little bit mm-hmm. longer, what goodness comes from that? Mm-hmm. I was at work this morning and had a girl who was, it was chatting with me about um, her own kind of physical journey and her, her eating and, and what I do versus what she does. And I'm supposed to be working. And I'm thinking in my head, I have so many things to do. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to be so intentional because I've never had this conversation with her Mm -hmm. and we're getting paid anyway. So let's just keep going. And it ended up being like a 45 minute conversation. We were both emotional. We're both vulnerable. Both have tears in our eyes, able to hug each other at the end of the time. And she's like, that was really needed. And it was just, it's a moment of Of taking hold of the opportunities that are right in front of you. Mm -hmm. So I admire the fact that when you're at your job, Mm -hmm. you still have your emotional and heart ear like open to people. Mm -hmm. It makes that experience that much better, Mm -hmm. that much sweeter. Yeah, absolutely. Even though it's hard and we have our own stuff going on. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. And I would say that one of the other things that comes to mind while you were talking about lingering and also um being vulnerable enough in front of your son to apologize yeah. is that that's just a real great example of grace and yeah. asking him for forgiveness and yeah. number 1 recognizing that mom's not right yeah. um and then also how you have to deal with that yourself yeah. in terms of guilt um you know and I think that one of the other really important components in wellness is Um, definitely there's grace as a spiritual component, but also just kind of trying to, I use the word grace and it, and I certainly don't mean it sacrilegiously to suggest that we should have grace in terms of some of the things, the way that we um, perceive ourselves or the way that we treat ourselves in terms of the body image and the discussion. And it just made me think about it like when you were saying, you know, I felt so bad. And we we do beat ourselves up um, as parents. You know, we certainly don't get it right all the time. But, um, you know, and there's a lot of times where I'm left thinking, I should have done that differently. But I think that... um, you know, in thinking about the way that Christ forgives us, um, and how we have to forgive our children and our spouses. Um, sometimes I think that one of the things that I try to encourage people is to demonstrate grace to themselves, Mm -hmm. um, in terms of trying to, um, be reasonable and be a better friend almost, if you will, to yourself. Like a lot of times I think that the person that i've been the most horrible to or the most critical is 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 it's to myself not, yeah. um and so i think that that's, that's also so a really true. important component of wellness yeah, is so as we age our expectations of ourselves and our bodies need to change yeah. because otherwise You know, I'm never going to look like I did when I was 18. I sure wish I did, but I'd be a a very wealthy person if I could make that happy for everyone or happen for everyone. But I just think that, like, the expectations need to change. The expectations need to be reasonable and gracious. And so, you know, whether or not you're on a fitness journey for the first time or you're a well-seasoned athlete, think that if you can kind of find that sweet spot of, like you're saying, how for you, it's going to the gym four days a week. For someone else, it might be three or two or just getting started. But um, not to compare is really hard. And then also to just give yourself that space and that grace to try and do your best. But that doesn't mean that it's either I'm over here eating donuts or I'm over here, you know, as a perfectionist, there's that whole space and that huge pendulum. Yeah. And I think that Part of when you were asking me about like how do you get to a place of being content and mm-hmm. being peaceful and having joy, mm-hmm. is finding that sweet spot for yes. yourself. Um, and there needs to be self some self forgiveness, which is, or, and self acceptance, yeah. um, so. which is which is really really valuable. Yeah. Um, from my own experience, when I say like I've learned and I've done things. You know the wrong way. I've really done things the wrong way. Um, You know, one of the main reasons why I left competitive um, or being in a Division Mm -hmm. One collegiate program was we were really, really um, heavily and negatively um, influenced regarding our weight. Mm -hmm. And so that was a really, really difficult thing for me Mm -hmm. to deal with in college. Was we were running seventy miles a week. Um, we were being told that we were too heavy. Yeah. Um, and so you start to, when you're fed that information, you start to believe it. Totally. Um, and so that became something that was just really, really difficult in regard to body image. Yeah. And I was doing lots of really bad behaviors that, um, you know, could have potentially had very lifelong implications Absolutely. and dangerous implications. And so, Learning how to break those habits and those thought patterns has been a journey that's taken 20 years, um, but definitely one that needed to happen. And when you can get to that place where you can kind of break those cycles, There's a lot of peace in that. And then that way you're not measuring yourself compared to either the way you looked or the way that you performed, you know, years ago or just or even in the workplace or as a mom, like having realistic expectations and those expectations of yourself are going to change because circumstances change or your ability changes or, you know, whatever the case may be. But I'm finding that I'm using that word more and more frequently with people who are my clients and friends is just like show yourself a little grace. Like you would never tell a friend, you know, Hey, you're horrible because you didn't come, but yet someone is actually feeling that way about themselves or feeling like they're unworthy or, you know, that they're, you know, less than stellar because of, you know, their jeans are fitting too tight this week or whatever. Like you would never say Say that that to to a friend or you would never say that to someone that you cared about. But you know, how many times are we, Necessarily, you know, thinking those things, yeah. and so that's a good self practice, which takes yeah. a lot of work. That is amazing. It you does, know? and it
0: and it's ever evolving. It's going to be forever more mm-hmm. because we're going to come into a new season, and in a new season is sure shift things. So it is definitely a practice practicing self love and being aware of your identity through that, which is where we kind of started this conversation. You, you don't just know who you are and then, boom, everything comes to, to fruition. It doesn't work like that. Sure. It's an ever-evolving identity. Like You're going to come into a new passion. How do I explore that? Mm-hmm. And then, again, when you get into a comfort zone of, okay, I know who I am. I'm loving myself well right now. Everything's going, no, nothing just goes like, <laughs> smooth as butter. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. But I love, even from the beginning where you said, I'm going to put myself out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And so to know that when you put yourself out of your comfort zone, that's where you need the most grace. Mm-hmm. Cause not only are you trying something new and you're, you're putting yourself into the space of, okay, I'm going to work out more times, or I'm going to try to, to adjust this into my diet, or I'm going to try to treat other people this way. You're not always going to Get it right. Mm-hmm. The donut's going to wave in front of you mm-hmm. and you're going to want to eat it. Sure. Is it worth it today? Mm-hmm. Is it a celebration that you feel I, I deserve this today and not out of deserving and having to calorie count, mm-hmm. but out of it's a fun time and I want to rest. I want to linger in mm-hmm. this moment with my daughter who. Love strawberry sprinkled donuts. Sure. And I'm gonna cheers her with my little donut hole. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so many different ways. And that's where that that pendulum, I love that visual expression of that, is mm-hmm. that you're gonna have the days that are really high, you're gonna have the days that are low. Sometimes it's not gonna feel like nothing's happening at all and you really feel lost. Mm-hmm. But to keep going after the good days, mm-hmm. and they do exist. Sure. And the good moments exist right alongside the grief moments. Mm-hmm absolutely and we're all dealing with that and mm-hmm. that's where that grace really needs to come into play we give we tend to give each other more grace than we give ourselves oh, yeah. like you said yeah. and i had heard this week um someone said that grieving is breathing mm-hmm. it's like Explain that to me a little bit more. I kind of, I just pondered over her words as she kind of continued. And she said, you know, just like an addict would wake up every day and commit to themselves that t- today is the day they have to breathe through every moment of that day So grieving is the exact same way. And in some facet or another, we're all grieving. We're Mm -hmm. grieving the loss of someone we love. We're grieving a relationship that's gone awry. We're grieving an expectation that we didn't meet. We're grieving these self-reflective moments of I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. Mm -hmm. And while that may not always be, it's surely not where God would want us to rest. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that's where we can't get out of. Mm -hmm. And if we can look at it from the other pendulum and see it as breathing, Mm -hmm. as this active Opportunity to get one step closer to the healthiness, the wellness, the wholeness that we all want. It would allow us to see every moment of grief as a moment of grace, mm. and so it, it's just really resonated with me and something I felt like kind of kind of paired into what we were talking about. Mm. Um, so, yeah, do you have, have the, anything?
1: Yeah, go ahead. I'll have to chew on that a right? little bit more
0: and think about that mm-hmm. and how that plays into our life. And because I do, I think if. We have a singing person in the hallway. (laughs) I couldn't (laughs) ignore that. That's awesome. Um, But just if we all just resonate over the fact of Mm self-love and know that that's all encompassing, the good and the bad, Mm -hmm. Um, and to just be working towards our best form of ourselves, and that's going to be mind, body, and soul at all points of our day, our moments. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I definitely think just trying to be the best version of yourself today. Yeah. You know, like when you think about when you hear the the phrase, like people saying like, oh, well, give 50-50 to the relationship. And then, but really what you want to do in all circumstances is give 100%. Yeah. And it, that doesn't, but that doesn't mean perfection. It just right. means what you, what do you bring to the table today? today? You know, That's give so your best true. today. So maybe it's. You know, you have that crazy yeah. hectic Thursday where you have to be at work at Thursday and things are not gonna go yeah. smooth as silk. But if you can just try and shoot for the best of what you know, what yeah. the day will hold so or you know, or whether or not you're going to work and you're facing a deadline and yeah. you know, and it's gonna be a grind, 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 yeah. well just trying to give what you what you can, you can. for the day. Yeah. You That's know, so and true. realizing that tomorrow's best is yeah. gonna look different, different than today's, you yeah. know. But That's give really or take good. on either way, then you know, no, I I just that. think that
0: the- I feel like that's even um, more beneficial than being the best version of yourself. Mm-hmm. It's adding that today makes mm-hmm. such a different component. Absolutely. Because otherwise you're again striving. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. if I want to be better than yesterday, which is the concept. Sure. But every day you're going to experience different emotions. You're going to interact in a different way. There's going to be something else that you're dealing with mm-hmm. good or bad. And so, yeah, it's, it's more about that moment, that day and being that that intentional, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I agree. I love that. I think that's really amazing. So I have so enjoyed our time together. Thank you. Me too. It's awesome. been wonderful. Isn't it different than like it is. What it you really expect is. it to be? Yes. You never know where conversations go, and I think literally, I don't know if linger. I think lingering is going to be the <laughs> this but thinking about that concept of lingering, mm-hmm. you can dedicate even. Time to yourself to linger Mm -hmm. with yourself, linger Mm -hmm. with your emotions, linger with, um, that opportunity of self love. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe it's at the gym. Maybe that's where you're lingering that day. Maybe Mm -hmm. it's in a quiet time or maybe it's in a dedicated time like this. Mm -hmm. I feel like if we all lingered a little bit longer, Mm -hmm we would have a more peaceful yes. ambiance about our own lives, and therefore every ripple effect would be more peaceful. Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
1: Thank you so much.
0: You're welcome. <laughs> I can't wait to hear about the Hoyt race. I'm totally going oh, to Oh, thank you. In. Good luck, good luck. I want to Thanks. see all your – do you even do a metal tree like my mom?
1: actually have you I keep everything that? in boxes no know? yeah <laughs> you should try it okay. when she did that she did have you seen her metal tree I, I knew about it the oh, Christmas tree yes that's the Christmas awesome tree with all
0: the medals and it's just such a it's once a year mm-hmm. so you're not showcasing it in this sure. like medallion way every single day <laughs> like here's my wall but it's like a fun commemoration and it's a fun like um flashback for your kids for their friends and it's a, a great idea space too yeah so yeah, I would encourage good- you to to do that because I love I love the journey you've done and I think it's going to be it's got a lot more races ahead but so do we all right yes absolutely thanks Jamie thanks hey y'all I hope in today's episode you sense an ignite to an ember within you something mentally physically emotionally or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your wholeness journey before you go let's solidify the flame I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway by snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at Fit and Faith with the hashtag Fit and Faith podcast so I can help you stay accountable. We're in this together, right? Community over competition is the motto. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. Let's fuel the flame and share the gift of wholeness with everybody. Until next time, cheers to your health and happiness. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone.